want to give a shout out to game director Colin Swimley of Calvary Baptist Church, Trumansburg, New York. During the COVID shutdown, Colin quickly adapted and started live streaming game time. He challenged his kids to record themselves playing the game and send it to him. Then he gave out prizes and points for their participation. It worked so well, they ended up live streaming large group lessons and leaders called their kids for small group time. His determination inspired his entire team to get creative in discipling their kids no matter what. His Awana director, Bob Bennett, even had him be a part of online training for other game directors. Welcome to the Awana Club's podcast. My name is Linnea Sanval. My husband, Tim, and I are Awana missionaries, but we're also leaders in our Awana Club, and this topic hits really close to home. As we think about discipline, we often think of it in terms of how am I going to survive another night? Or how can I control that one particular kid? While this can be a very real part of it, my challenge to you and myself today is to think a little differently about discipline. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Research is clear. Parents hold the most significant influence in a child's development. That's why Awana developed Talk About. Talk About delivers child discipleship through simple discussions and family fun, forming lasting faith one conversation at a time. With your family's monthly subscription, you'll receive an email each week containing your Talk About bundle, including guided conversations through suggested scripture passages, which allow families to engage in the Bible and answer big questions with the truth of God's word. You'll also get fun, hands-on activities to take the guesswork out of child discipleship. Kids will color, create, sing, and share, and kids will remember and reinforce what they've learned throughout the week. It's the everyday moments of life that can become moments that make an eternal difference. These are the moments Talk About was created for. Bring the gospel home and help your kids form lasting faith, one conversation at a time. Try one month of Talk About for free with this special promo code exclusive for our podcast listeners, CLUB. That's one month of Talk About for free with the promo code CLUB. Get started today at talkaboutdiscipleship.com. More than ever, we live in a world full of quick fixes and instant gratification. When we have a problem, we want it fixed now with minimal disruption. In some cases, that quick fix is great. But when it comes to kids ministry, we have to play the long game. There are rarely immediate fixes when it comes to kids. Discipline is one of those areas where we need to have that long game in mind. So what do I mean when I talk about the long game? Playing the long game is avoiding quick fixes and band-aid solutions. It means focusing on doing things today that build a foundation that will prevent discipline problems from happening and at the same time will serve you well when issues do arise. Before jumping into a couple very practical ideas and tools for your club, I want to start and make sure we're in the right mindset. At the very heart of everything that you do and say in your club and ministry every week, there should be a spirit of discipleship and a desire for God to change hearts and minds. If your end goal is to stop kids from squirming, from talking too much, 
from being disrespectful because you are annoyed or distracted or they're just being too loud, you may be missing the mark. But if your end goal is to help kids have self-control so they can hear what the Holy Spirit is telling them, then discipline becomes part of your discipleship. If you're showing love and grace and kindness as you correct a child, then your discipline becomes part of your discipleship. If there's a foundation of relationship prior to correction, then discipline is part of your discipleship. Everything we do, including how we disciple kids, should be done with a heart of wanting to raise that next generation of leaders of the church to become resilient disciples of Jesus. Now, I definitely understand that we all have those clubbers who are more difficult than others. This year's group of third and fourth graders in my club are more squirrely and immature than the past few years, so I'm right there with you. Think for a second about the kid in your club who can't stop talking or moving, or the kid who challenges everything that you say. My challenge to you is to play the long game with that kid. Instead of dreading them coming to club or breathing a sigh of relief when they're absent, remember that your job as a leader is to create an atmosphere and an environment where that kid feels welcome and has a chance to hear and respond to the Holy Spirit. So let's start with five just practical ideas to help us with discipline. The first one is very obvious, and you're probably already doing it already. Get to know the kids that you work with. Simple things like calling them by name, making eye contact, getting down on their level, acknowledging when they walk in the room and when they're leaving at the end of the night, all of those things create a foundation for relationship. And remember, our faces and body language sometimes speak way louder than our words do. If a child doesn't feel welcome or feels like you're just waiting for them to act out, they probably will have a rough time that night at club. Get to know the kids that you work with. What's life like for them outside of the church walls? What's their home like? What's their family like? What's their personality? What motivates them to learn and want to be at club? In a nutshell, make sure that every kid, not just the easy ones, feel truly known and seen and loved and cared for by you. This hit home for me several years ago when I was on staff at a church. We had a second grade boy who was really difficult and he had a really difficult home life. He had a hard time sitting still. He was non-compliant. He physically acted out at times. And one day it dawned on me that my first interaction with that child every week was to tell him to be quiet or to sit down or to do what everyone else is doing. Why would he want to listen to me if he didn't think I cared about him and not just about how he was acting out. I know it seems obvious, but in the craziness of church, the obvious isn't always what we do, is it? So instead of just saying hello to him when he came to church each week, I made an effort to go to where he was sitting. I would ask him questions about his week, and I would start our time together with smiles instead of correction. His behavior never turned around completely. He just was one of those really tough kids but he was more likely to listen because he knew I cared about him, not just his behavior. Number two goes along with number one, get to know the parents more than just a hello and goodbye. Good communication with parents can be a real game changer for you. I know this is difficult because drop off and pick off time can be a little chaotic, but 
parents have insight into their kids that you can't have in just an hour and a half each week. They know what motivates them as well as what discourages them. And don't forget to tell parents how well their kids did that night if it's one of those kids who tends to act out all the time. That encouragement is great for both the parent and the child. My third thing to keep in mind is that kids do need time to be kids. Usually our clubs are at the end of a long school day and they could be tired, maybe they're hungry or antsy and just not interested in sitting for a long period of time. This is where my group is struggling this year. We need to make sure that kids have breaks to let out some of that pent up energy. If there is an opportunity in between large group and small group time for game time, take a quick stretch break or a quick game of Simon Says. That mental and physical break is so good for the body and for their minds and for their hearts. It'll help them listen better and do what you need them to do. That being said, the majority of most kids can sit for a large group lesson and don't need to be getting up to go to the bathroom or be disruptive, especially as they get older. The thing to keep in mind is keep your expectations realistic for the age and maturity level of your particular group. Number four, let the kids know the expectations you have for them early in the year and then revisit those things often throughout the year. We all crave boundaries and kids are no exception. If you have an expectation, be sure that you are modeling that behavior. If you've asked the kids to pay attention and not talk during large group time, be an example of that. If you've asked the kids to participate during game time or activity time, that's not the time to stand off on the side and talk with other leaders. Keep the expectations appropriate, again, for both the child's age and their maturity level. My expectations for a cubby will be very different than my expectations for a TNT and also for a journey student. And finally, number five, to the best of your ability, address misbehavior immediately. We don't need to be on kids for every little thing that they do. But when behavior warrants talking with a child, don't put it off. If you have the opportunity to have a conversation with them, find out what's going on. Give them a chance to voice what's going on in their heads and their hearts and their minds, but remind them of the expectations. And at the same time, keep in mind your body language and the tone of your voice as you address that behavior. If you need to take a break and walk away and breathe before you talk to a child, do it. Remember, this is an opportunity to disciple that child while you are disciplining them. That is far from an exhaustive list. We could talk all day about discipline, but I want to make sure that we have time to touch on two tools that Awana developed years ago, knowing that kids constantly test their boundaries. So these tools help kids know clearly when they've pushed those boundaries too far. The first is the five count. When you need to get the attention of the kids in your club, raise your hand in the air and start counting to five loudly while also counting with your fingers. Now, some leaders like to count down from five. Either way, the result is the same. As you count, the kids know it is time to quiet down and listen. The five count is amazingly effective and it does work for every age group and every club. It even works on adults. The second tool is the three count, where the five count is used to get the kids' attention. The three count is more of a discipline tool. 
keep in mind while using the three count, this is your opportunity to help the child understand exactly what they're doing that's not acceptable. Take this time to try to find out what's causing that behavior. Did something happen at school or at home that's on their mind? Are they hangry because they haven't eaten all day? Is someone bullying them? Or maybe they just don't want to be there that day. This is also a good time to help the child understand how their actions affect others. If they are being distracting, then they're keeping others from hearing what God wants them to hear. If they're being disrespectful, they're disobeying God because God has told us to honor and respect those in authority over us. If you've been playing the discipline long game, you will have a foundation of relationship that will make the three count a practical tool for you that you can use as part of your discipline as well as part of your discipleship. So how does the three count work? If a child is repeatedly, this is not just a one-time thing that the kid is doing. If they're repeatedly having difficult time obeying or listening or is being especially disruptive, a leader will tell them you have a one count. A one count is simply a warning. It lets the kid know that what they're doing is not acceptable and that their behavior needs to change. If the child continues to be disobedient, a leader can tell them you now have a two count. At this point, the child is taken to the club's director and the two will discuss what's going on. If the behavior continues after that, a leader will tell them you have a three count. The clubber is then taken to the Iwana ministry director or commander, whatever you call them in your club. And after a discussion about the behavior, the child's parent is going to be called and the child will be sent home for that night. A three count is just for that night. It doesn't carry over week to week. Everyone starts fresh every week. Remember, none of this should be done in a demeaning way. All of our correction should be done with grace and love. At the same time, this tool lets the clubber know that you take following directions and following the rules seriously, but at the same time, lets them know what their boundaries are. Like I said, this is not an exhaustive list of ideas for you. Every club is unique and every child is unique. We all have different opportunities when it comes to helping kids to do what we need them to do. But let me encourage you, what you do matters. There's a quote from a training that Awana created years ago that I love. This is what it says. The God of the universe has granted you the divine appointment of leading this group of kids in this moment, in this time, because he believes you are the exact right person for the job. It isn't an accident that the kids you have in your club are in your club each week. And each discipline opportunity is a divine appointment and a chance to lovingly disciple kids to be more like Jesus. If your club is struggling with something that I didn't talk about today, or you want to have a conversation with your local missionary about discipline, click the link in the show notes to quickly find out who your missionary is. Thanks for joining me today and for loving kids and investing in the future leaders of the church. Until next time, I pray that God helps you and me as behavior issues arise, that we would be full of grace and love and have a heart and attitude that mirrors God's character and person. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. 
The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Resilient Disciples podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.